Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, Gab, Gitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. You can check out our affiliate sponsors, my books, and more, including our behind-the-scenes content on Patreon by visiting our website, thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll also find a free archive on the site to listen to all of our past shows, our first three shows here on Ground Zero Radio, Dr. Stranger Things on Monday, The Kim Trail of Tears on Tuesday, and last night, which I felt was, uh, was a very, very good show, a very fun show, Divide et Impera, Divide and Conquer, Canaries in the Coal Mine of Culture War, and that show is also up in the archive at thesecretteachings.info or on the many radio and podcast players, just search for the show and you'll be able to listen and stream and download the show whenever you have the time to do so. Otherwise, The Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero here on Ground Zero Radio. And I really appreciate all of you who have messaged me, communicated with me since uh, we made the shift over here, made the transition. Really appreciate all the support, the people that have uh, bought a few books or handful of people who have subscribed to, to our full show archive. That archive includes all of our montages. We have a montage most nights. We have um, some, something that I, I make myself here. And we also have my digital books. I've written them. I've edited them. I've published them. These are really big books. You can read reviews on the website, but you get the free copies of those digitally. You get behind-the-scenes content. You get all sorts of different things when you subscribe to our archive. And if you, if you enjoy this show and uh, you like what we talk about here, please subscribe. Please buy a book. That is the only thing, sincerely, that keeps us on air. We don't have anybody paying us. There's no advertisements and, and things like that. So it just it's completely listener-supported, and uh, we really would appreciate your support. Also, of course, here on Ground Zero Radio, check out Aftermath and uh, subscribe to Clyde's Archive, a totally different archive. And as I said last night, and, and a few other people still messaged me and asked me uh, questions about this, um, Clyde's show is different than my show. Two different shows, two different websites, two different archives. They're not merged. They're two completely separate things. So if, if you're confused, hey, why did I sign up to Ground Zero? I don't have the secret teachings. It's a different archive, a, di- a, different, a different website. A couple of people ask me if I'm merging my website with Clyde's website. Why would I merge my website with Clyde's website? Where well, it's two different websites. It's two different shows. So anyway, uh, getting that out of the way, I, I, I wanted to talk to you tonight about something that, um, I, I, I don't know how to even word this. If, if, if I were to, I always think if I were to teach like a class on radio and teach people how to format a show and come up with new ideas, I feel like a lot of the ideas I have, they sound really stale. Like it, it's almost the equivalent of doing a whole radio show on how people like to put their toilet paper on the roll under or over. And that's how I feel about a lot of the topics we, 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 we pick and we talk about here on the show. Um, I got my idea for tonight's show from an application. And I don't even use 
applications. Uh, my phone is um, it's older, and uh, there are apps on it, but I don't really use applications. I did, however, I downloaded an app just to see what it was about six months ago uh, called Upside. Now, some of you might have heard of the Upside app. I would assume that a lot of people are using the Upside app. It's an app that gets you cash back when you go to get gas. And I don't know if they've extended it yet, but I, I guess they're talking about extending it to include a wide range of things in your daily life, everything from gas and food, maybe even to, I mean, I've heard rumors, maybe even paying your bills. I mean, it could be anything. So basically, I guess you use this app, you get a discount, you you get money back after you've used it. And uh, a lot of people, even people I know that don't like to be tracked, that don't like to be monitored, uh, those people are also using the app. And I never used it. I downloaded it to see what it was, and then I deleted it, which was probably a mistake because, you know, the Upside app, there are so many different kinds of apps out there, or, you know, you have credit cards and you get cash back when you pay for things, um, or you have to spend a certain amount of money a month. And, you know, every time I see something like that, I always get suspicious. Um, I've been watching the NHL playoffs. I'm a big hockey fan, and I grew up in Tampa Bay, so I've been watching the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, uh, getting deeper and deeper into the playoffs in the, in the, in the second to last round here in the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, throughout the whole playoffs, I've been watching every like second set of commercials. There's, an, there's a commercial for like a credit card that says, hey, you know what you don't have to do now with these credit card companies? You don't have to, to pay if someone steals your information. And I, I always think, well, ha- have you ever had to pay if someone steals your information? Don't they always give you the money back? It's just this, this psychology, like when Wells Fargo got caught laundering hundreds of billions of dollars for drug cartels. Hey, look that up if you don't believe me. Uh, they got caught laundering. It was hundreds of millions. It was into the billions of dollars uh, for drug cartels. Uh, Telegraph, I think, reported it. Maybe The Guardian, a bunch of other newspapers. Uh, they were running a big scam at Wells Fargo, opening up accounts in people's names, insurance in people's names, insurance for boats or cars. People didn't even have, you know, the boat or the car. They were, so they were, they were ripping people off, and it came from the top down. And then Wells Fargo took out these $100,000 advertisements in the USA Today, the New York Times, and said, we're now going to put you the customer first. And you think, well, shouldn't I, as a customer, have been first to begin with? Like, was I not first? last week and then when we caught you ripping people off then suddenly I'm I'm first now and Facebook did the same thing Facebook with all the privacy concerns all the data leaks all that stuff Facebook comes out and says the same thing a couple of years ago we're concerned about your privacy we want to put you as a customer as a user first and I, I understand it's like it's like cheap psychology but it works on a lot of people because in the subconscious you're thinking oh Okay, well, they're going to put me first now, so I don't have to worry about all the other abuses. I don't have to worry about the privacy abuses, the shadow banning. I don't have to worry about my credit score. I don't have to worry about any of these things that they, they screwed up, that they took, that they sold, that they traded, that they, you know, that they took from me and then utilized for their own benefit. I don't have to worry about that because I'm first now. I'm first. It's just like when that cereal, cereal company, Kashi, got caught using genetically engineered crops 
for their cereals when they had promoted it as totally organic, totally non-GMO. And not only did they not face a fine for that, they, like consumer fraud, false advertising, all they did was slap a big sticker on all their new boxes that said, Kashi promise. We promise not to lie to you again. I mean, whether it's Kashi cereal or it's Wells Fargo, it's like we it's like we're in an abusive relationship. And no matter how many times, you know, the, the, the woman hits us with the frying pan or the guy throws his, his girlfriend onto the ground, no matter how many times this happens, no matter how many black eyes we get, no matter how stressed and worried we are about going home because we don't want to interact with this person. And we got to you know tell people I fell down the stairs. That's why I'm bruised. You know, I fell on a cigarette. That's, that's why I got a cigarette burn on my arm. We just we keep going back to it. We're gluttons for punishment, I guess. We want big insurance companies to rape us. We want big banks to rape us. We want big corporations to rape us. We want these app companies to rape us and to take our information. And I don't know why, like logically, I don't understand why we accept that. I get why the average person as an individual who is going through the motions of life and struggling to pay their bills, I understand why they accept it. But that's why I feel that it is my job, and I hope that you feel it's also partly your job, if you are aware of this, to share this information with people and to help them understand that you don't have to be perfect. I don't think we can get a, get a, get an accurate definition of what perfection is. It's very, it can be subjective. But to be better at what we interact with and what we support, what we buy, etc., by becoming knowledgeable on the things that we buy and the things that we support. Like, I don't care how good Kashi cereal is. I'll never buy Kashi cereal because Kashi lied to me as a consumer. I'm never going to use Wells Fargo because Wells Fargo lies to me as a consumer, as a user. I'm never going to use the Upside app. I don't care if it saves me a dollar a gallon on gas. The reason I'm not going to use the Upside app is because they collect all of your data, all of your information, and then they claim that they don't sell it but they do admit in their privacy policy, because I'm a moron, I read the whole privacy policy, they trade it and share it with third parties. Now, this is something I learned a long time ago. A company says, we don't sell your information, but they never declare that they don't share your information through trading it. They don't ever acknowledge that sometimes they just give your information away. You see that the usage of words is very important. We don't sell it, but we do share it. We don't sell it, but we do trade it. We don't sell it, but we do give it away. We don't sell it, but we leave it in a little Halloween candy bowl and all these third parties come by and they fill their bags with your information. I actually saw an Apple commercial the other day watching the, uh, the lightning game, the hockey game, and it was uh, an Apple commercial for protecting your privacy. And I thought, of all companies, Apple is running million-dollar advertisements claiming that they protect your privacy. Uh, who buys this? Are there people that honestly believe this? I mean, am I really, are you really in the minority of, of the general public that just accepts this and, and believes this? I mean, if you think that's bad and you haven't been paying attention at all to the uh, to what the White House has been saying 
to what the president has been saying about the economy. Oh my God, what the media has been saying about the economy. I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand how somebody can go put $5 a gallon in their gas tank, how somebody can watch their power bill increase with no additional usage because the cost of energy changes. I even got a letter in the mail from the Tucson Electric Company here in Arizona, and they said, uh, by the way, your energy bill is going to go up, regardless of your use, because the cost of energy is going up. So you can put $5 a gallon in your gas tank, you watch your power bill goes, go up, but you're not even using more. And then we sit back and we listen to comments from the White House press secretary, such as, oh, everybody actually thinks that uh, it's all good. This is the best economy ever. I'm going to pl- listen to this. Listen to the, the press secretary for the White House, and then I'm going to play you Joe Biden. If you haven't heard these, they're, it's almost like a skit. Like you can't, I can't believe that they actually, they can, they can say this, they can verbalize this, and people believe this. Or maybe that's the point. Maybe nobody believes it, but it's an exercise in mind control. And that's what I think this is. Take a listen to the White House press secretary telling us how great the economy is. 83% of people polled by the Wall Street Journal say the economy is poor or not so good. So when it comes to consumer confidence, is what you're talking about there, we know that uh, can reflect concern and uncertainty uh, about higher prices. By the way, she's literally reading a script. She doesn't even have, you know, at least Jen Psaki could answer a question with rhetoric that she memorized. This woman is literally reading a script and we're supposed to be distracted from the fact because she has black skin. People feel the effect of high prices uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up their gas gas tank, which the president understands uh, very personally when he was uh, growing up and understanding how uh, how when prices elevate uh, even just a bit, how much that can hurt a family, how much that can uh, really uh, affect uh, uh, you know uh, someone's household. Uh, but the fact is, we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office and compared to this time a year ago. And so, you know, during this president, during his pre- this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally, but they actually felt as good about their personal financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve Survey, with nearly 80% of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable. So that matters. So the Federal Reserve Survey, she reads to us and tells us the Federal Reserve Survey tells you that you're actually happy with the economy and that gas prices aren't that high, but they understand that they're high, but they're not high, but they understand. I want you to listen to this again and listen to the fallacies, the rhetoric, the talking points, the propaganda, the lack of humanity and the lack of spirit in this response. Take a listen. I'm going to pause it as we go through this. See if you can pick out these key points. Prices, people feel the effect of high prices. People feel the effect of high prices. We, we understand that. We know that we're the ones asking the questions. We're the ones feeling the effects. But when they look at you and tell you, we know you're feeling the effects of the prices. You're like, oh, they identify with me. We can identify with them. Okay, they're on our side. Uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up their gas, gas tank, which the president understands. Now, see, the president understands this, and she doesn't go anywhere with this comment. The president understands this. When he was a kid, he understands gas prices and food costs. 
very personally when he was uh, growing up and understanding how uh, how when prices elevate uh, even just a bit how much that can hurt a family how I mean this is like below elementary school he understands when prices um, elevate then they're then then it hurts a family I mean like I, I don't know if we can get any stupider I think Bill Maher is right I don't know if this country is going to be able to sustain itself because the level of ignorance stupidity and retardation has gotten to a level where now the it, it, we're getting to the point of idiocracy you might as well just you might as well just literally just put put Terry Crews in there because that's that's what the president is projecting. It's unbelievable that they can sit there and say these things and we somehow subconsciously, I guess, digest them and believe them. I mean, I, we have to be believing them because we're not doing anything about it. The president understands, though, gas prices are high. You don't like that, she says. And food costs. You go to the grocery store and the president understands this. And, and, and when they when Costco Costco up, they elevate president gets it. You, you don't like it, but she doesn't offer any solution to the problem. She just acknowledges, yes, gas price high, but it's not high food cost high, but not high. And she's ta talking like a caveman from the old Geico commercials much that can uh, really uh, affect uh, uh, you know, uh, someone's household. Uh, but the fact is we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office. All right, right there, right there. Listen to that again. Listen to that. Uh, you know, uh, someone's household. Uh, but the fact is we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office. The fact is, so you've primed the subconscious. The fact is, and the subconscious is ready. What's the fact, press secretary? The fact is the economy is in a fundamentally different place today. That's actually a true statement. It is in a fundamentally different place today. It will be in a fundamentally different place tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. It's in a fundamentally different place than it was in 2008, 2010, 2012, 2015, 2018, and 2022. That is not a description that is not an explanation that is not a reasoning that is not a solution that is a statement of fact which implies that things are better today because it's fundamentally different household uh, but the fact is we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office and compared to this time a year ago and fundamentally different place today than we were a year ago well yeah. I mean, a year ago, gas wasn't four fifty five dollars a gallon. And it, it doesn't matter if gas was maybe gas was ten dollars a gallon last year or maybe it was ninety nine cents a gallon last year. Regardless, if it was higher or lower, we'd still be in a fundamentally different place today than we were last year. You see how the the psychology works. You see how the mind control works. It's all through language, letters. Words, vibrations, spells. That's what they're doing. They're casting a spell on you. And so, you know, during this president, during his pre this president, during this president, she, this woman can't even read the script. She's and she's literally looking at it. during this president, during this president, the president, the pregnancy, presidency. So, you know, during this president, during his pre this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally, but they actually felt as good about their. All right, that's that last part right there. Listen, listen closely to this. 
She's going to tell you what people are thinking. doesn't matter. Even what the Wall Street Journal said in a survey. 80-something percent of people don't think the economy is good. doesn't matter. What matters is what the private offshore banking cartel, the Federal Reserve, thinks. And then they're going to tell the White House what to tell you that you think. Here's what you think the economy generally, but they actually felt as good about their personal financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve Survey, with nearly 80% of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable. So that matters as, as well. So you, you feel comfortable, and you're thinking, no, I don't feel comfortable. But no, but you do. The Federal Reserve says that you feel comfortable with your personal financial situation. You know, th- what, what this is, is I'd like to see... What were the questions the Wall Street Journal asked? What were the questions the Federal Reserve asked? Because if the Wall Street Journal just asked an honest, open question like, how do you feel about the price of gas and the cost of living and the cost of food? Do you feel that things are going in the right direction or the wrong direction? And people might answer that question and say, I think it's going in the wrong direction. And overwhelmingly, 80-something percent said the wrong direction. But if the Federal Reserve were to ask a different kind of question, such as, well, how do you feel about your personal finances? And you're like, well, I don't really feel great about them. Yeah, yeah, but, but do you have just enough money to pay the bills? Well, I have, you know, I mean, I have just enough, but like I have nothing else. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. But, but that means that you, you feel okay with it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I feel okay that I can pay the bills. Well, that's all we need to know. They feel okay with the way the economy is. It's how do you define it? How do you classify it? How do you ask the question? That's what's important. That's what's important. How do you ask the question? How do you word it? How do you frame it? And it's anything else is just it's it's rhetoric, talking points, propaganda. It's not reality. Neither is this. This guy is not reality. Tired of trickle down economics. It doesn't work. My plans are to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. The most, the most, the, the most widespread economic recovery we, the, the, America has ever seen. I'm the president. Thuffer and succotash. I, we should be embarrassed that this is what we call leadership. And we should be embarrassed that we are doing nothing about it collectively except sitting back and thinking, well, if it's just a bunch of companies got greedy at the same time, and I'll download the Upside app and I'll get a few dollars back. I'm going to tell you all about the Upside downside tonight on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings to like us and tst underscore underscore radio to tweet with us this is david ike from davidike.com author of the phantom self and the perception deception and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable from ground zero to the secret teachings keep your dial tuned to ground zero radio you could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. So the White House is telling us, based on what the Federal Reserve is telling it, that, well, you actually feel good about the cost of living. You feel good about the cost of food, and you feel good about the cost of gas. And if you don't feel good, well, then that's been fact-checked by the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve actually says that you are doing good. I don't know if you heard the clip I played from the White House press secretary, but that's what she said. Let me play it again for you, just in case you missed it. And I want you to listen to the subtle mind control techniques this lady uses. She's not actually using them because she's reading a script where she still can't even pronounce words like president correctly. She cannot even read what's on the paper. I'd be surprised if this woman is fully literate. And I don't understand why we want to give people jobs based on their race or their gender or their perception of themselves or their sexuality or their whatever, uh, rather than giving people jobs because they, they, they um, well, they earned them through merit. And uh, I'd say, I say the same thing about Jen Psaki. That woman was, was, a, was a psycho. And I don't, I don't get it why we just accept this uh, almost in a passive way. You might think gas is expensive. You might think groceries are expensive. You might think the cost of living is going up, the cost of energy. But the White House says, no, you're wrong. This is actually what you think. 
that 83% of people polled by the Wall Street Journal say the economy is poor or not so good. So when it comes to consumer confidence, is what you're talking about there, we know that uh, can reflect concern and uncertainty uh, about higher prices. People feel the effect of high prices uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up their gas, gas tank. Which So that's the customer service equivalent of, hey, you sold me a faulty piece of equipment and I would like a refund. I'm sorry, sir, I understand. Well, can I get the refund? Um, I understand, sir, we can't do that, though. But I, it's 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 even in warranty. Can I get the can I get a refund? Can I get an exchange? Oh, we can't do that, sir. Um, but I, I really understand your frustration. The president understands uh, very personally when he was uh, growing up. And oh, I bet he does. How, I bet uh, he does. How when prices elevate. I bet he does. I bet I bet Joe Biden understands what it's like to go to the grocery store and have to put back 10 percent of your groceries because you can't afford them because the cost of the goods went up. I bet he understands just like George Bush Sr. understood when he went to the grocery store and he was like, what's that thing? Like, that's a scanner, Mr. President. We scan groceries and barcodes with that. I never saw anything like that before. Yeah, I'm sure he really understands. These people are so disconnected from reality, it's sick. Uh, even just a bit, how much that can hurt a family, how much that can uh, really uh, affect, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone's household. We understand. Uh, but the fact is we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office. There you go. We're in a fundamentally different place than when the president took office. That's a true statement. We are in a fundamentally different place today than we were last month or three months ago or six months ago. We're in a fundamentally different place than we were last year, good or bad. And compared to this time a year ago. And so, you know. But that doesn't tell us anything. She doesn't even give us a fake number. We're just in a fundamentally different place today than we were last year. I mean, that makes no sense. It's almost like I remember this press conference I watched one time. There was um, there was a guy from Taco Bell and he was being grilled on why Taco Bell is using genetically modified corn. And somebody asked him it was an honest question. Why is Taco Bell using genetically modified corn? And the guy said, I'll never forget this. The guy literally said to the, the person asking the question, corn is a staple in Mexican culture. That's all he said. And then we move on to the next question. And it's like, you ever seen that Family Guy episode where Lois realizes that people don't like they, they just don't understand logic. You can't reason with them. So what do you do instead? You just say 9-11. What's your plan for the economy? 9-11. What's your plan to clean up the city, clean up the garbage? 9-11. What's your, what's your plan for, for, for uh, international relations? 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9-11. 9 That's what it's like. Corn is a staple in Mexican culture. Oh, I guess it is. Okay. I guess that's why they're using it. Okay. What about, what about the economy? Is it good? Is it bad? We're in a fundamentally different place today than we were yesterday. Okay, but is it good or is it bad? It's fundamentally different. You know, during this president, during his pre this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally. But they actually she's reading felt it as from a script. You can see her reading it. Situation as they ever have, according. Listen, and then this is what they tell you. This is what you think. So the next time you're getting gas and it's thirty dollars more than it was. Last year, remember, that's a fundamentally different 
reality that you're living in. And it's implied that that's a good thing. And if you don't think that financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve Survey, with nearly 80 percent of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable. So that. So, I mean, plus, who are you asking? Are you asking wealthy people? Are you asking to define feeling okay with the economy based on as long as you can pay your bills and have nothing left over for fun, that means you're in a good place financially. It's all about how you ask the question. It's all about how you choose to express yourself and you choose to express certain words, notation, how you elevate your voice. I understand, sir. I'm so sorry about that. We understand here at this company. I, we're, we understand at the White House if you don't like it, the Fed just told you, guess what? You're actually doing okay. Shut up. That's what they're telling you. And then here is mumbling Joe Biden on late night TV. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. The world. The world. That, that, I didn't edit that, by the way. That was him. The world. The world. The world. The world. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. Let me let you listen to that again. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world. Kind of malfunction there. The world, the world, the fastest growing economy in the world. Okay. How do you quantify that? Because if you're comparing the United States to, I don't know, most countries on this planet, even when we are not in a good position, we are still in a better position than most of the rest of the world. So at any given point, regardless if there are supply chain issues, $5 a gallon for gas, etc., The U.S. economy is still growing at a faster pace than most of the rest of the world. That doesn't mean that you have anything to do with it. That doesn't mean that the White House has anything to do with it. For the good or for the bad. You see what I mean? We have the fastest growing. They just they make factual statements that are unrelated to the underlying question. And then they tell you what you think by literally reading a script that was given to them by a private, unelected group of bankers that have assets offshore in big banks that they own and that they run. Remember a couple of years ago when it was was cool to question digital currency? Remember when it used to be like a staple of late night radio and conspiracy theory talk? Remember when people used to get together and have those conversations in like meetup groups like libertarian groups or in the Fed groups? And people would say that a digital currency is very dangerous and maybe we should go back to some kind of uh, precious metal standard. Remember when that used to be cool Well, that's not cool anymore. What's cool is blockchain. What's cool is all the people I knew that were so anti-digital currency, they were so anti-not having currency in their physical hands. And suddenly, you got to go to blockchain, Ryan. You got to get the digital currency, Ryan. You got to get the cryptocurrency, man. If you don't do this, we're we're never going to have control of our money. We have to get the, the, the dog coin and the cat coin and the, 
and the Bitcoin and the mega Bitcoin. You got to we got to get these digital currencies, man. This is what makes it independent. This is what puts us in control. I sit here and I shake my head and I think, well, there's another one of those second net scenarios. You get people that are so angry at banks, so angry at uh, insurance companies, so angry at uh, interest rates and uh, fiat currency, and they say, we need a solution to this. The people need to take back the power. So then they offer you the solution. The people take back the power with blockchain and Bitcoin. And then what ends up happening, and I, hey, if you made a million dollars off Bitcoin, good for you. If you promised me I could make a million dollars, I would turn it down because I'm a man of principle. I don't want your dog coin. I don't want your Bitcoin. I'm not going to take Bitcoin payments. I don't want your digital currency. I don't want your mark of the beast for all intents and purposes. I don't want something that digitally tracks every single transaction. I already have a credit card for certain things. I don't need a Bitcoin. I know that makes some people upset. But let me explain to you why. I don't want those things because while you're simultaneously unaware of this, of course, but while you're saying this, while you're supporting this, while you're backing this, simultaneously, the World Government Summit and the World Economic Forum are telling you that the new currency will be digital and it will be used to track everything you do so they have a real-time readout of your activity and a perfect record of you, a digital avatar of your transactions, what you support, what you don't support, how much you buy. That could affect everything from health insurance to maybe what you're allowed to um, what you're allowed to buy in the future. The World Government Summit a few months ago. This is a clip from that summit. Economist Pipa Malmgren talking about this new digital currency system. This is why I don't like blockchain. This is why I don't want your Bitcoin. This is why I don't want your digital fiat currency. Because it's the same type of fiat currency as the paper money that you used to dislike, that at least people I knew used to be opposed to. Is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. So listen to that. It will give us far greater clarity. That's an Orwellian term for control. It will give us far greater clarity. By clarity, you mean you will see things better. You will see my transactions. You will be able to track what I'm buying, what I'm consuming. And perhaps more importantly, what I'm not buying, what I'm not consuming. And based on those purchases, I could obtain a certain form of digital identity score because if I'm not supporting what I'm supposed to be supporting with my digital currency, maybe I'll lose some of it. 
if I don't vote who I'm told to vote for, maybe I'll lose some of that currency. If I don't take experimental medical treatments, maybe I'll lose some of my currency. They'll dock me some points. You don't want to be unscannable, right? You don't want to have your digital credits taken away, do you? It'll give us far greater clarity. Yes, that is another word for control. Dr. Pippa Malmgren. The new accounting is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction. Every single transaction. I could think of another C word to use here, but I won't because I'm civil. But clarity is control. It will give us far greater control. We are about to overturn the current financial system. We're going to change things. But don't worry, it's for the better. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. Okay, so if you really honestly, sincerely think that while the literally called World Government Summit and the World Economic Forum are telling you they want to use blockchain, they want to use digital online currencies to control your transactions and therefore lives. If you hear that, you should not support digital currencies, Bitcoin, and other things like blockchain. If the world government, literally, they, are, this is, they, they call themselves the world government. It's not me making it up. They literally call themselves the world government. So if the world government says, we're going to introduce a new form of currency, it's blockchain. And she, laughs, she smiles and smirks about it like a demon. Did, did you think that that, that was independent? <laughs> did you think it was independent? You, you, you really thought that they were just going to let the people take control of, of the currency? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. So here's the bottom line. The, the, tonight I formed the show based on an application. I got an idea for the show tonight from an application. It's an application called Upside. Now, Upside is an app that some of you might already use, and it's one of those things that, on the surface, just like those COVID-19 relief checks, and just like how some people have been talking about gas vouchers, it sounds like a really good idea. Like, of course, give me money. I want money. Just give it to me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Everybody's got grabby hands for free things. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me the money. That's what people sound like. Give me the money. I want the money. Give me the, give me the bailout. I want money. I want money. Well, hey, they, they bailed the big banks out. Sure, they shouldn't have bailed the big banks out either. And you shouldn't be getting a bailout. Somebody has to pay for that, directly or indirectly. Inflation is just another tax. So give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Upside is one of those apps where people are like, yeah, let me download that. Let me save a couple dollars. And, and rightfully so, because, well, I mean, if you don't listen to the White House, then you probably know that it doesn't feel very good out there, does it? It doesn't feel very good to pay so much for gas or for food or for energy. I mean, granted, here in the States, we still have an abundance of everything, energy, food, whatever. And we live lifestyles that even when they are poor, we are still wealthier than virtually every other country on this planet. And when the president goes on to late night TV 
and says this. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world, the fastest growing economy in the world, a partially a true statement, but that has nothing to do with the White House. It has nothing to do with the administration. We just this is the United States of America. That's all we should have to say. We are a country of abundance and wealth on unimaginable levels to most of the rest of the world. But if you can't afford to pay for that gas or that food or you got to cut down on your energy bill because the cost is going up, even though you're not using more, just the cost is going up and oil companies are making record profits. And so you can download an app like Upside. Now, the Upside app is supposed to be this uh, this wonderfully utopian app that allows you as a consumer to make cash back on your purchases. It was founded in 2016, and it's grown to become one of the leading platforms in what is called reward space. Shoppers on GetUpside have earned over $100 million in cashback rewards as of 2022. $100 million in cashback rewards. Now, if you think about the cost of gas, if you think about the cost of food, Get Upside is is used for gas, and it's I think it's also being used for food, and they're maybe even going to expand it to other things. But where does that money come from? If oil companies have made hundreds of millions of dollars in additional profit, and collectively all the users of this app have saved a hundred million in well since two thousand sixteen, so that's six years. They've saved a hundred million in six years. Most oil companies are making that profit back in a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of that time. So somebody has to be paying for the $100 million. And it's, it's basically, well, it's, it's, the, it's the companies that GetUpside has affiliates with. GetUpside makes their money via affiliate commissions. These commissions are paid by the 20,000 businesses it uh, participates with or partners with. They include Burger King. They include BP. So let me get this straight. BP, just like Shell, Exxon, Chevron. Oil companies want you to think just like, uh, what was it, back in the 70s, 80s. They want you to think, rather than oil being scarce, that oil is, is available, but we can't get it from Russia. So it's, it's scarce, but we have it, but we, we have to cut back on costs at the moment because, because there's a war. So in order to not facilitate Putin's war machine, we need to pay a little bit more for gas, a little bit more for, for oil. And that will, um, that will also help the environment if we're not using it as much because we can't afford it. So while these companies take this stance and uh, the current White House, despite what they say about importation bans on Russian oil, not agreed upon contracted oil, that's not banned. And despite what the White House might say about, uh, about energy costs and how great the economy is, um, these companies are making obscene profits and they're making obscene profits because the system is structured to allow them to make obscene profits 
And so then there's this game played where the White House tells you that everybody's just greedy. That's why costs are going up. And they probably believe that. They probably don't actually understand the most basic fundamental components of economics. So it, it, I can tell you it's not because of greed, necessarily. Certainly greed's a part of it, but that's not why prices are going up. So these companies that tell you, let's protect the environment, because I know that might not, this might sound crazy, oil companies want to protect the environment. Oil companies were the biggest promoters of the COP21 Paris Agreement. You know that, right? The oil companies were behind it because they want to have control over this green revolution. It's Yes, it's all about greed and money, profit, sure, but there's a delicate system that when it is tampered with, it's tampered with so that predatory companies like BP and all the others make massive profits and force you to, to pay them for the transition to new things that will make them also further uh, obscene, massive profits. And they just kind of dangle that carrot on that stick there. Green energy, green energy. Well, you know, there's a shortage of, of batteries. There's not enough raw materials. There's not enough battery capacity for all this green tech. That's why there's all these blackouts in California. There's no places to charge your electric cars. And it's, it's just a big scam. So anyway, back to the point, BP pays get upside affiliate commissions when people use the get upside app when they go to bp or other gas stations and since 2016 100 million dollars has been earned in cash back through food and through gas sounds like a lot of money but these oil companies make that money very very quickly so what it's like is when a company is selling let's say a product for ten dollars normally and then about a month before Black Friday, they raised the cost to $15. And then on Black Friday, they put out those advertisements that you can get that product for only $12. But you're actually paying $2 more than what is normally sold for. But they condition you with higher prices before Black Friday to make it seem as if you're getting a deal. I actually just made a, a quick video on this I put up on our Patreon page because I've been going to the local grocery store here down the road called Safeway, and I've been buying big uh, family-sized bags of frozen blueberries to make smoothies, and the bag of blueberries has been twelve ninety nine, and if you have one of their little shopper cards, it's twelve forty nine, but it's been twelve ninety nine. That's been the standard price, not even the sale price. That's been the standard price. So I go back in there the other day, and it says, new price, $12.99. And then I noticed, I actually took the tag. I took the tag, and I, I made a little video out of it for our Patreon page. And the tag says, with a big X through it, $14.99. And I thought, hold on a second, I've been buying these blueberries for weeks. So I went home, got a receipt, and there it is on my receipt. The standard price has been $12.99, but now... The price is, well, it's still $12.99, but they tell us that's a new price. It's not a new price. It's been $12.99. They raised it $2 to make it look like you're getting a deal. You're paying the same price. And that's what these companies do, whether it's Safeway or it's a Black Friday sale or it's BP. These companies make obscene profits, and then they throw a few dollars at an application 
that you use to get cash back while you're paying twice as much as what you were paying for gas a year and a half ago, two years ago. You're paying about twice as much as you were for gas, but then they give you like a few pennies back. I mean, it's, a, it's like if someone came up to you on the street and they, they robbed you and you had $100 in your pocket and they took the $100 and then you're like, well, I can't afford to, to do anything now. That was the only money I had to buy groceries for the week. So the, the criminal that robbed you reaches into their, par- their pocket and they throw like five pennies at you and they're like, hey, look, cash back. That's what this is. And it really takes us into the upside down world. That's why I called it upside downside. Upside downside. Big brother's not watching you. It's big person. Big person is watching you. When we come back from break, I'm going to tell you what big person is looking at and so interested in your data, your information. Privacy is gone, a thing of the past. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell 
and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. The pandemic has radically changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Oh, is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights, from freedom of speech to the freedom you know, to be free from on- online violence. We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting, and the new one, the new accounting, is what we call digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy. Definitely the smartphone as we know it today will not anymore build. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. But ladies and gentlemen, excellencies, the future is already here. The future has begun. It's a new system. It changes us because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. Humankind as a whole is not the crown of creation. We are setting the stage for something that transcends us. A new form of life is emerging. Privacy is gone. You will own nothing and like it. I'm Ryan Gable and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. RDGable at Yahoo.com is our email if you'd like to contact us. Tonight I wanted to share with you what I learned about an application that for a lot of you might be something you're using day to day to save a few dollars on gas or to save a few dollars on food. It's called the Get Upside app or just Upside. And it promises to give you cash back on gas purchases, cash back on food purchases. It's been active since 2006, and the company boasts that they've gotten $100 million in cash back over that six-year period as of June 2022. Now, I was wondering how this company makes their money, and I assumed that they made their money through some form of partnership with the companies that you can use the application with. And that is indeed how they make their money. They make commissions paid by the tens of thousands of businesses that they partner with, including companies like Burger King and companies like BP. 
Now, at the moment, companies like BP, these big oil companies, are making obscene record profits, charging you for gas due to what we think is war or Vladimir Putin's fault, or we're told it's because of greedy companies. It's really amazing how every company got greedy at the exact same time, isn't it? It's really amazing that the Russians are such good hackers, but they just couldn't push Donald Trump over the hump a second time. It's really crazy, isn't it? It's really crazy that the White House, when asked a question from a reporter, which we're getting to the point where even scumbag reporters are asking honest questions like, well, like 80-something percent of the economy or people agree that the economy is not in the right position. Um, What does the White House say? And I played you the clip. The White House press secretary starts reading a script, and she's like, no, the Federal Reserve says it's good. The economy's good. That's what people actually think. We've gotten to the point now where they're literally telling you that's not what you think. This is what you think. You raise your hand and ask a question. Why is gas so high? Why is the cost of energy going up? We have so much oil. We have so much energy. We have so much food. Why are the cost of goods going through the roof? And don't tell me it's because people got greedy. What is happening? Because I don't feel good about this. And they look you right back, square in the eye, and they point a finger at you and they say, look. Just like Obama said, look. This is a fast-growing economy. What you actually think is things are good. That the economy is good. That's what you actually think. I mean, you talk about 1984 and George Orwell. Talk about 2 plus 2 equaling something other than 4. Which we're actually now told 2 plus 2 equaling uh, equaling 4 is racist because how dare you tell black people how to do math. I read an article on that. literally said that. They also said time is racist at the Smithsonian. Time is racist. It's a construct of imperial colonial. It's it's a co- imperial colonial design. Time. I guess Saturn is also racist too. Father Time. But they're literally telling you this is what you think. So what happens is you know when you have a Black Friday sale and they raise the cost of the product before the Black Friday sale and then they drop it for the sale and you're actually paying the same or more but you think you're getting a discount. And I told you before break, I went to the grocery store down the road. I've been buying these big family-sized bags of frozen blueberries. They've been $12.99, $12.99, $12.99. And then suddenly I go in there and they have a big tag up that says new price, $12.99. And I thought they've always been $12.99. And I glanced above the tag and it said old price, $14.99. But they've always been $12.99 since I've been buying them for months. That's what the Upside app is. See, the Upside app collects a lot of your data. And they use that data to better provide you with services, right? Well, that's what they tell you. It's about providing you with better service. That's what the the same argument, the same excuse, the same justification, better better, um, customer service that they don't provide, better performance that doesn't actually happen, better... Uh, better usage. It's just, it's just words that don't mean anything. Like when Roundup is sold as proven. And that's they just use that word proven. Proven to do what? Proven to give you leukemia? Proven to give you cancer? 
proven to kill weeds? Like what 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 is it proven to do? Prove it. Proven since whatever the date is. Pro- what well, that doesn't mean anything. Proven doesn't mean anything. I played this clip from the Alibaba group president J. Michael Evans on a show a few weeks ago. And I pulled it back out of my audio archive because what he describes as an individual carbon footprint tracker is precisely what these apps like Upside are all about. Listen to what Michael Evans says about the carbon footprint tracker. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Individual carbon footprint tracker. What are they buying? What are they eating? Where are they traveling? Now you hear that and you might think that sounds very dystopian. You hear that, you might think that sounds very Orwellian. You hear that, you might think, I don't want to be tracked everything I eat, everywhere I go. I don't want these people at the World Economic Forum to track me. I mean, that's if you can get somebody to actually acknowledge that the World Economic Forum exists. Because mainstream media, just like the Bilderberg Group, has denied that they exist, although they are holding uh, summits every couple months. Everything from cybersecurity to world government. So this is what Michael Evans says, a system that will track pretty much everything that you do, everywhere you go, everything you buy. Now, when you hear that, think about it for a second. How would that be implemented? This is something I've always tried to encourage myself to do. It's like a thought experiment. How would they get people to not drive their cars? We love cars. We have TV shows that are based on cars. We have NASCAR racing. We have Formula One racing. Like, people like cars. I mean, you see people working on their cars for fun. I know lots of people that work on cars. How would you get people out of their cars? Make gas expensive. Force them to turn to alternatives like electrical vehicles. And then the people that can afford that are the only ones that can drive. The rest of us are relegated to our homes, quarantined and confined within a space so that we don't get other people sick, so that we don't travel and destroy the planet. How would you get people to accept being tracked and monitored like this? Well, the easy answer, the simple answer to that question is you don't have to get people to accept it because they've already accepted it and they've accepted it for a very long time. I used to work at Target and when I worked at Target and Electronics, people would come in and ask me, what is the best TV to buy? And I would always tell them, well, it's a matter of preference, but which kind of company do you like? What, what exactly are you looking for? And they said, well, we're looking at these smart TVs versus the old school TVs. What do you think about them? And I never forget, I had this one guy, I told him, I said, he had his girlfriend or wife there, and I told, I told them that I don't like the smart TVs. And he's like, oh, really? Why? I've heard a lot of good things about them. So he was, he was nice about it. He was like, oh, why? Well, why do you not like them? And I said, because they monitor you, they watch you, they listen to you, they track you. And I don't want to be monitored, listened to, watched, or tracked. 
And he said, nah, he's like, come on, that's just like a conspiracy. Nobody actually does that. Now, this was back in like 2015. It was like 2015, actually, 2015, 2016. And I said, no, actually, if you go to Samsung's website, for example, one company, it says on their privacy policy that third parties and law enforcement may be given your private information from inside your home in front of your TV. So be careful what you say and do in front of that TV. Samsung's privacy policy literally said that. And I showed the guy on one of the tablets we had there in, in the electronics department, and he didn't say anything. He just walked away. Now, I don't know if he was angry at me or if he was angry at the situation, but that was when I got, I started to get frustrated, and I, I started to, I, I, I think I realized then, this was like six, seven years ago, I realized even when you show people the evidence and the proof, they don't want to hear it because they realize they've already acquiesced, they've already become a part of the system, and they need to submit to it or things will drastically change in their lives. No more, no more TVs, no more phones, no more whatever because those things are tracking you and you're participating, you're giving uh, approval for these companies to do that. So it's been a long time we've approved of this We've accepted the terms, we've agreed to the terms and the conditions of the usage of the app or of the phone or of the tablet or of the computer. But then you get these applications like Upside, and they're supposed to save you money through these affiliate programs with these companies. But see, what the companies do is they make massive profits, and then they throw some pennies back at you like they robbed you on the street. They took all your money and then they threw back a handful of change as they got in a car and drove away. That's what's happening. Here's the privacy policy for the Upside app. Here's the personal information that you provide. Your history of Upside use, including transaction timestamps, site identifiers, transaction totals, cash back earned, and the first six and last four digits of any credit cards used, etc., 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 they will also accumulate your credit card receipts for your transactions with merchants that have affiliate, affiliation affiliates with Upside. Your geolocation information, a record of your touch screen interactions, a list of your contacts, the name of your financial institutions, your PayPal login email address, your email address, your mailing address. That's all part of what Upside collects. Now let's listen once again to President one of the presidents, pres uh, group president of Alibaba, J. Michael Evans, tell us all about how they're going to do it. Through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Where are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming? The GetUpside app tracks your gas, your geolocation information, so where you are, and it tracks your food purchases. The Upside app is precisely what Alibaba Group President J. Michael Evans is talking about. 
Listen to him say it one more time. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? He's not talking about the Upside app. He's just talking about a carbon footprint tracker. But where are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming? What does Upside collect? Other than the history of your use, transaction timestamps, site identifiers, transaction totals, credit card receipts, credit card numbers, your contacts, names of your financial institutions, a record of your touch screen interactions. I used to tell people that was that's how Apple and uh, you know Samsung and other companies, they monitor literally what you type on the phone and delete it. They have a record of that. Even if you delete it, like type in a text message and delete it, there's a record of what you typed and deleted. The Upside app collects geolocation information. So I don't know. That kind of sounds like where you're traveling, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of sound like where you're traveling? They collect all this data, be transaction history, credit cards, all your personal information. And who are two of their affiliates? Burger King and BP, food and gas. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the Who needs to know this except control freaks? The Upside app, there's a big downside to it. It's the Upside Down side. And it's not Big Brother watching you. It's not Big Sister watching you. It's, to be politically correct, Big Person watching you. Here's what their privacy policy says. Upside may store such information itself and or share such information with the following types of affiliates. And they go on to list them cloud storage providers advertising networks, payment platforms, customer service platforms, personal management vendors, data analytics providers, productivity and application providers, etc., etc., etc. By using the service and voluntarily providing us with personal information, you are consenting to our use of it in accordance with this privacy policy. That's how it works. There are so many things that local governments, that states, that corporations do that are illegal. And if you participate, if you acquiesce, you waive your rights, you waive the rule of law. What is illegal becomes legal. You voluntarily provide them with personal information and consent to allow them to use that information in accordance with their privacy policy, which includes collecting geolocation information, touchscreen interactions, your contacts, your financial institutions, your PayPal, your mailing address, your email address, your history that is wide-ranging from what websites you visit, timestamps for transactions, transaction totals, how much cash you've received back, the first six and last four digits of any credit cards used, your services that are rendered Anywhere you go and use the app. Credit card receipts. And it goes on and on and on. And to use that, part of their privacy policy, you agreed to it. You gave them that information that they then, quote, may store such information and or share such information with the following types of affiliates that I just read you. But it gets better than that because Upside, just like all these other crafty word magicians, they tell you things like 
Upside is not in the business of selling information that we collect. And I've had companies tell me that before. You know, when you go to, I went to Michael's to get a, um, to get a pen. And um, it's a special kind of pen. And there's a lady in front of me. And the woman at the register says, would you like to sign up for the Michael's, whatever the reward program is? And the woman said, no, 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 thank you. I'm okay. And she spoke, uh, she spoke very broken English. So I'm, I'm not sure if she even spoke English, you know, um, as a first language. I think it's probably a second language. And the woman behind the counter, she's like, oh, you, are you sure? I know companies, they, they, they want you to ask twice. You know, I've worked in situations like that. I never asked, but they, they want you to ask twice. And so she asked the woman, she's like, are you sure you don't want to do it? You get like a percentage back. And the woman's like, oh, oh, okay, I do it. I do it. And so she signed her up. And then I get up there and the woman asked me the same thing. You want to sign up for the Michael's Rewards? And I said, no. She said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm 100% sure. She didn't stop it too, though. She kept going. She's like, but you get this. I said, I don't care. I don't care. I, get, I just get angry. And I think it's justified. I'm like, I don't care. Scan the pin, scan the pin. Scan. I just, I just like, it's like Tourette's. I'm like, scan the pin, scan the pin, scan. I don't care. I don't want your stupid rewards program because you're going to sell my information. And I said that to somebody, I think it was at um, an Office Depot one time. And, and, and they're like, we don't sell your information. I said, listen, I used to work, and I did. I used to work at Office Depot. I said, I worked here. Okay, I know they don't sell the information. They trade the information. And the guy didn't know what to say to that. And I learned that working at Office Depot. They don't sell your information. They trade it. They trade it. Or there's a data leak. And everything from Ashley Madison to P.F. Chang's to your nude photographs on your phone are dumped. Some big leak. They might not sell it, but they're trading it. They're giving it away like candy at a parade. And that's what Upside says. Upside is not in the business of selling information that we collect. Dot, dot, dot. We may share your personal information with certain third parties without further notice to you. So they may share your personal information with businesses, with related companies, we may also share your personal information with our related companies for purposes consistent with this privacy policy. So here's a company that promises to give you cash back on gas and food. When the cost of gas and food go through the roof, Upside makes a lot of money. And you think you're saving some money, and maybe you are, but there should be no reason that the cost of food and gas and other things are going up so quickly. So Upside steps in and says, hey, we can, we can shave some of that, that, that money off, that cost off. And you say, okay, I'll do it. And then you click accept without reading the conditions, the terms of the agreement, and you've given them proof to collect your transaction totals, your site identifiers, your contacts, your financial institutions, your mailing address, your geolocation information, touchscreen interactions, contacts. And then they tell you, if, if you get smart, and you're like, hold on a second, are they going to sell my information? And Upside says, no, we don't sell it. But we do share it with third parties, including related companies, which could mean companies that you've done business with. So then you buy gas, let's say, let's say you buy gas at a company, they're charging 450 a gallon, whatever the cost is. 
So they're not actually the company, the oil companies, those that are that you're buying this product from. They're not losing profit. They're making record profits. And then they throw some pennies at you in quote unquote cash back. And you feel like, oh, I'm getting a good deal here. I got, you know, whatever the, the percentage is off gas. But then that company that is affiliated with Upside can literally get access directly to your personal information. So you've saved a few cents in gas, but now they have your geolocation information. Now they have the history of your transactions at that or any other establishment. And Upside might not sell it, but they may share it with other companies that would sell it. And you know how I know that? Because a lawyer wrote this, and if a lawyer wanted to cover every base and the company didn't give it away to companies or share it with companies that would sell it, they would explicitly say in the privacy policy, and and maybe I missed it, but I read the whole thing, they would explicitly say, we do not share your information with companies that sell your information. We only utilize your information to provide the service. They don't say that. They say, we don't sell it, but we do share it with companies that will sell it or trade it or give it away. So the bottom line here is the Upside app, if you have that, I would delete it. And maybe back up your phone or back up your contacts at least and reset your phone and wipe everything from it so these companies can't continue to track you at least as easily. Apple's still tracking you, but make it harder for them to track you. Make it harder for them to track where you're going, where you're traveling, what you're eating, and what you're purchasing, what you're buying. That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So somehow the Upside app is supposed to save you all this money. It's supposed to give you cash back. It, it, it helps people in, in, in times of, of stress and tension. But it just happens to be exactly what the World Economic Forum wants to use, or at least the information they want to acquire from you as part of what they call a carbon footprint tracker. And likewise, people are interested in digital currencies and Bitcoin and blockchain, but then the World Government Summit is simultaneously interested in using that to control every single transaction and to have a clear picture of everything happening in the economy. Does anybody find that, I don't know, suspicious? Or do we just let the White House tell us what we should think? It's all part of the social credit score, and it comes about in ways you never imagined. rdgable at yahoo.com. Thesecretteachings.info is our website. Please subscribe to our archive. Please grab a copy of one of my books. Help keep us on air Monday through Friday here on Ground Zero Radio. Also check out Aftermath for Clyde's archive. This is The Secret Teachings, and we will be back with a hard-hitting fourth segment to wrap up the show tonight. Stay with us. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week 
on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. The pandemic has radically changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights from freedom of speech to the freedom, you know, to be free from online violence. We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and the new one, the new accounting is what we call digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy. Definitely the smartphone as we know it today will not anymore build. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. But ladies and gentlemen, excellencies, the future is already here. The future has begun. It's a new system. It changes us because it's a fusion of our physical, 
digital and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. Humankind as a whole is not the crown of creation. We are setting the stage for something that transcends us. A new form of life is emerging. Privacy is gone. I don't know about you. These people sound like aliens from some science fiction TV show or movie. A merging of your biological and technological distinctiveness. I can't tell if that's Star Trek or if that's Klaus Schwab speaking to world leaders and billionaires. It's really getting hard to figure out what is science fiction and what is reality. That is until you realize a lot of science fiction and a lot of fiction is just basically nonfiction that is fictionalized. It is to prepare you through open dissemination for the proclamation that this planet does not belong to you. It does not belong to me. It does not belong to our kids. It does not belong to our families or friends. It doesn't even belong to the animals. It belongs not even to plants. It belongs to a ruling class who act as if they are from another planet or another dimension. It comes from a ruling class that if they're not literally from another planet or literally from another dimension, it's almost as if something is dreamwalking like the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, or Vecna from Stranger Things into their minds and controlling their bodies, controlling their actions, controlling their decisions. A highly sophisticated, they-live type of scenario in which... An alien invasion isn't Project Bluebeam. An alien invasion is peace, justice, equality. An alien invasion is let us track everything that you do. We need access to your transactions. We need access to everything that you purchase, how much of it you purchase, what are you eating, where are you traveling. We need the information. We can make the world a better place. Please acquiesce. What will it take to make you capitulate? Please participate. It will be seamless, painless. We just want to better your species. As Data said to the Borg, they want to conquer and dominate. They don't want to advance the species. They openly declare that they wish to exterminate the species. It's almost as if we're living in two different worlds. It's almost as if the upside down is a real thing. But the upside down is... It's an ideology. It's part of the mind. It's this construct. If you step out of late night radio and you step out of what a lot of you might term conspiracy theories, if you will, for lack of a better word. If you step out of informing yourself and reading and listening and paying attention and you go out into the world and you see people using the Upside app 
to get cash back on their gas or their food. I didn't know much about it until I started researching it. I just felt suspicious about it. And I found that the Upside app is doing precisely what the World Economic Forum declared a few weeks ago that they wish to do. Track your movements, track your food purchases, track all your transactions. That's what the Upside app does. It's not the only one, but it's a big one. It's advertised everywhere. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. And while the Upside app tracks everything from your geolocation to the history of your purchases, credit card information, email address, mailing address, contacts, financial institutions, touch screen interactions. It collects all of that information and they tell you in their privacy policy, they don't sell the information, but they share the information with third party companies, including the companies that you're saving money with by using the app as part of the affiliate program, meaning that you get screwed You save a few pennies, you still pay more for the product than you should be in a truly free market system. Because this is not a free market system. This is a group of corporations and banks that have rigged the system. It's not even predatory capitalism. It's just predatory. And they are controlling the flow of energy, the control of food, the control of the flow of, of everything to control every aspect of your life. Telling you it's about some war, some evil Putin guy or whatever the excuse is, greed. Then that company also gets out of you your personal information that Upside shares back. So if you look at the world from these two different vantage points, we're living in a world where people are using apps like this and they believe it's saving them some money and maybe it is. They're getting cash back, but you're paying more for the product anyway and those companies now get access to your information to sell it Upside doesn't sell it. They share it with companies that will sell it. So they're not actually losing any money. You're not actually saving any money. You're actually losing money because you're losing your data. You're losing your privacy. You're losing the sanctity of what it means to be liberated and free from any form of oppressive control, whether that's corporate, whether that's political, whether that's banking, or a combination of all of them in this corporate fascist predatory system that we have. Meanwhile, while you use that application, you have people at the World Economic Forum like J. Michael Evans from the Alibaba Group who says, we're going to have individual carbon footprint trackers. They're going to track your travel, your food, and all your purchases on the platform. So while most people are using Upside to save a few dollars, The World Economic Forum is saying we want to do exactly what Upside is doing, but it's not ready yet. It'll be a while before we can get there. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. We don't have it operational yet, but it's something we're working on. Cue the Upside app, which does, in their privacy policy, exactly what J. Michael Evans just said from the World Economic Forum. Another part of this parallel reality we're living in 
is you have people that I know some of them uh, personally, people that are acquaintances of mine who used to be anti-Federal Reserve, anti-fiat currency. We need some basis for the currency. Only Congress can coin money and all that. And now we've got a major shift where people are saying we need to use blockchain and Bitcoin, and this is truly independent. In the upside down, though, what's actually happening, or I should say in the real world, because those people are living in the upside down, in the real world, you have economists like Dr. Pipa. I believe she's also a doctor. It says doctor in her description. Pippa or Pipa Malmgren. And here's what she says. Everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. Okay, so let me get this straight. In the upside-down world, people believe that the Upside app is helping them save money while it tracks their geolocation, their food purchases, personal information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, every transaction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In the upside-down, people believe that digital currency is now the solution to economic problems. They believe that blockchain and Bitcoin and Dogcoin and Birdcoin and Catcoin and Lizardcoin that this is the solution to economic problems. In the real world, not in the upside down, the World Economic Forum tells you that we're working on a way to track your movements, to track your food purchases and all other transactions. I mean, that's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? And also in reality, Former presidential advisor, Dr. Pipa Malmgren, an economist, says, we're about to switch away from the standard form of money we're all used to, to a new system. And that new system is going to be blockchain. The very thing that all, a lot of these right-wing people especially, all they love their Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I made all, much money, all this money on Bitcoin. It's the same scam as Upside. It's the same scam as those COVID-19 checks. It's the same scam as a UBI, universal basic income. It's the same scam as a, a gas voucher. I think is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. Wait a minute. I thought blockchain was independent. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. So that will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. Clarity means you can see what's going on. Far greater clarity is, is what Sauron had. Sauron could see, right? Big eye. Well, that's what they're saying. And this is the World Government Summit. Far greater clarity means far greater control. Now, she does go on to say that this, this could be dangerous. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights. Oh, so she warns that it could be dangerous, but then here comes the ball. 
She winds up, here's the pitch. We need a digital constitution of human rights. A digital constitution of human rights. Now, she's not even the first person to suggest that because there have been other people who have suggested we might need a a digital constitution of human rights or we need a rewording, a rewiring, a, a redefinition, a recalibration of what human rights are. Julian Inman from Australia. Australian e-safety commissioner Julie Inman Grant tells the World Economic Forum we need a recalibration of things like freedom of speech. Take a listen. Um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. So here's a question for you. If you listen to President Biden on late night television the other night. Here's what he said. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. The world. Fastest growing economy in the world. And I played you the press secretary saying that the Federal Reserve says that your life is actually okay, regardless of what you're experiencing. If you blow something up and then you rebuild it, You might not be a villain for blowing it up, but you could be a hero for rebuilding it. So perhaps that's why the economy is 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 exploding with opportunity, because compared to lockdowns and the destruction of small businesses and the record profits that billion dollar trillion dollar companies made. Yeah, the economy is much better for them. The economy is much better even for the average person, than it was when everything was locked down. But that doesn't mean that it's as good as and certainly not better than it was before the artificial lockdown, the artificial fear, the artificial narrative. But that's why they can claim that. Because if you blow something up and then you rebuild it, you create jobs, right? You create new works projects for the public. It's like the broken window fallacy. Look, we created jobs. We gave the window maker something to do. So in the upside down world, people believe that giving away their information to save a few dollars is beneficial. But what's actually happening is, in reality, the World Economic Forum is telling us they're using those systems to track where you go, what you buy, what you eat, etc., In the upside down, people believe that blockchain and dog coin and cat coin are really, really good investments. And they might be, just like upside. You might make a few dollars back. You might become a Bitcoin millionaire. You're not a cash money millionaire anymore. You're a Bitcoin millionaire. You might have made a lot of money. Great. I hope that you realize it's still a scam. I mean, you could be paid $100 million dollars as the CEO of some company, to just read talking points, read whatever the lawyers tell you to read, read whatever the the board tells you to read. Are you actually successful? 
Did you actually do something that was beneficial to the community, to the environment, to your fellow humans? Or are you being paid a lot of money? Are you being handed a bunch of cash in a briefcase, a fancy car and a nice house and some trophy wife whores that you can bang anytime you want so that you can be the face of a company that's doing illegal things, immoral things, etc. Does that make you successful? I made a million dollars in Bitcoin, someone told me. I don't care if you made $10 billion in Bitcoin. It's still a scam. How do I know it's a scam? Because a former presidential advisor and an economist, Dr. Pippa Malmgren, at the World Government Summit, that's what they call it, said we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. The very thing that people keep telling me, you got to get into this blockchain, get into Bitcoin. Dude, I don't even have enough money to run my air conditioner. I don't have money to invest in this kind of BS nonsense because I know that it's a scam. So you keep living in the upside down world. You keep using the upside app. You keep using your digital currency. You keep thinking Bitcoin's the savior. Meanwhile, in reality, the World Government Summit and the World Economic Forum are telling you we're using apps like Upside to track what you do and to monitor you as part of a social credit system as part of your carbon footprint tracker. We're using blockchain to control the new system of currency. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It could lead to bad things. So what does Dr. Pippa say? What do we need to prevent the bad guys from taking over? It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights. A digital constitution of human rights. And isn't that kind of similar to what Australian e-safety commissioner Julie Inman Grant told the World Economic Forum? We're going to need to recalibrate some freedoms. Everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from online violence. Freedom of speech, recalibrating it. Well, too bad we don't actually have... uh, a digital constitution of right. Oh, we do. A couple of weeks ago, 55 countries signed a declaration for the future of the Internet. I mentioned it on the secret teachings a few weeks ago. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. 55 countries signed it, plus the United States of America. Very simple math. 55 plus 1 is what? 56. Anybody remember how many people signed the Declaration of Independence? Well, 56 people signed it. Don't you find that to be a strange synchronicity? A declaration for the future of the Internet. We're united, it says, by a belief in the potential of digital technologies to promote connectivity, democracy, peace, the rule of law, sustainable development. Oh, it's a UN talking point, I see. And the enjoyment of human rights and fundamental freedoms. That's how the Declaration for the Future of the Internet starts out. And this was signed just a few days after Elon Musk announced his buyout of Twitter. Now, if you know anything about Twitter, you know that Twitter is 
well, I found out when I created an account again, it's, it's a cesspit. But Twitter is also the most popular social media platform in the world, and it provides a lot of data and a lot of information. And when you look at what the, what the symbol of Twitter is, a blue bird, a blue bird is esoterically a symbol of pure expression, simplified and diluted. You get a symbol dictionary and look it up. So basically, the blue bird is an isolation of individual thoughts. They're taking data points from you, every interaction, every post, every response, etc., every heart, etc. And Elon Musk announced the same week that his Optimus robot was pretty much ready for, um, well, for action. His Optimus robot Last year, eight months ago, was not ready, didn't have enough data, didn't have enough uh, AI learning. But now that he acknowledges that he is going to, um, to buy Twitter and then he goes into the process of purchasing the company, something interesting happens. He says now they've got the information they need to make Optimus a reality. I'm not sure if you noticed that or realized that or kept up with it. We did a whole show on it here on The Secret Teachings. It's in our archive at thesecretteachings.info. But Elon Musk said that suddenly the Optimus robot is ready when he goes to buy Twitter. And uh, also, the Neuralink system went online the same week and um, for, for human trials. And Starlink went on, uh, became active the same, the same week. April 21st, Tesla announces Optimus Robot is ready for the market with better AI. April 24th, Musk confirms Neuralink human testing by the end of the year. April 25th, Musk buys Twitter while airlines begin using Starlink. And then Twitter user data, oops, could be used for the, the AI. Did, did, you, did you think that Elon Musk was a, a philanthropist, was a really great guy? Maybe he is. I think he's kind of robotic. But it's all part of the merging of the biological and technological distinctiveness. We need a digital constitution. What would that digital constitution entail? I don't know. Maybe if you said or did something that somebody didn't like, you could lose social credit points. There's a name for this. It's called ESG, Environmental Social Governance, or ESG Scores grade social responsibility for entities ranging from corporations to governments. Factors like reliance on renewable energy sources or the strength of diversity policies can influence ESG scores. Very much like the Chinese Communist Party's moral ranking system unveiled in 2014. Merrill Lynch, for example, has a feature they added in 2021 that assigns customers personal ESG scores based on their investment portfolio. So if you don't invest what they want you to invest in, you lose points on your social credit score. Klaus Schwab wrote in 2019 that ESG scores are necessary for stakeholder capitalism, which is collectivization. It is a communist Marxist doctrine and ideology. Here's what Klaus Schwab wrote. 
stakeholder capitalism, a model I first proposed a half a century ago, positions private corporations as trustees of society and is clearly the best response to today's social and environmental challenges. We should seize this moment to ensure that stakeholder capitalism remains the new dominant model. Stakeholder capitalism means the community controls it. What is the community controlling the corporations? Uh, it's the idea of collectivization. Nobody owns anything and they'll be happy. It is communism by literal textbook definition. Collectivization of all resources, monitoring of everything you do. It is the communist Chinese model. And it's not Big Brother watching you. Remember, Big Brother's not watching you. Big person is watching you. And you know what's really astounding that Klaus Schwab, whose father ran uh, Escher Weiss, a Swiss company in Ravensburg that manufactured weapons for the Nazis, Klaus Schwab is, is literally a Nazi. Just like uh, Justin Trudeau's deputy minister, Christia Freeland. She's the granddaughter of an actual Nazi, Michael Komiak. And Trudeau himself is a young leader under the guidance of the World Economic Forum. Remember George Soros' famous interview? He was never happier than when he was rounding up people for the Nazis. I mean, th this is a global, corporate, fascist police state. Monitoring and tracking everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you say. You ever seen those signs? I think you've had a little bit too much to think. The upside, downside. In the upside down world, I save a few dollars on things I shouldn't be paying this much for anyway. Bitcoin is independent. Yeah. Meanwhile, the World Economic Forum and the world government are telling you they're using blockchain to control transactions and they're using tracking systems to monitor where you go, what you're eating and what you're purchasing. I don't know about you, but to me, it sounds like a scam. And I thought maybe you should know about it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday here on Ground Zero Radio after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. If you go to my website, you will find my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. You can read reviews of the books there. Lots of reviews from people. Uh, Jim Mars, before he passed away, he reviewed one of my books, uh, Leo Zagami, I don't want to just throw names out there. Clyde, Clyde Lewis also reviewed my books. A bunch of other radio hosts, uh, the late Kev Baker. Um, so you can read those reviews, buy the books digitally or the physical copies. Uh, we can ship around the world. Uh, we can drop ship them as well. You get a digital uh, version of all the books, though, when you subscribe to our full archive. It gives you access to the ad-free show, all the montages like the one we play tonight. It also gives you access to the uh, private RSS feed, and uh, you'll get access to the show early in the day when it's pre-recorded. www.thesecretteachings.info. It's rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. The email, tst underscore underscore radio, is the Twitter handle, and facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. That's facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings on Facebook. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Let us know what you think of the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. We'll talk to you Friday night. 
Want to hear more of the Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. Do all the exploring you want. You're not all the drilling to the earth you want. You're not going to find hell. You can take spaceships. Uh, you're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places.